This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources. There's some really incredible ways to connect with us, completely complimentary. If you have a question, you can set up a 15-minute phone call. Or if you'd like a second set of eyes on your plan, maybe you're an individual or a couple that's created your own retirement plan, or maybe you've done the hard work, you've done the savings, but you have not put together a retirement plan, we are happy to help. We're offering our Retirement Ready Roadmap. That's a completely complimentary service where we're going to look at all five areas that we think you need to accomplish in retirement. You can do that with us in person or virtual, completely complimentary. You can see our calendar and schedule right at retirementreadyshow.com. And for our great friends in Wisconsin, we have some great evening workshops coming up November 1st and 2nd, 6.30 p.m. in Muskego. We'll keep that to one hour, and we'll be talking about the status of the economy, rising rates. We know taxes are going up in January of 2026. There's some great things you can do to protect yourself before that happens. We do need folks to register ahead of time, though. You can see those dates and times and register right at retirementreadyshow.com. Got my buddy Randy Winkler. Hey, Tony. We're just uh, back from uh, about a week ago. We went on a great trip to a training in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, that wasn't, the weather was not nice, but the training was outstanding. Yeah, yeah, it was a good training. Learned some more about tax strategies and some other great stuff. It was uh, great to do that little trip with you. Yeah, I love just getting uh, deeper into the areas where we can geek out and be with a whole room full of tax geeks as well. <laughs> yeah, that's always uh, always fun. I, I think people kind of make fun of me, Randy, because I love the tax strategies oh, and planning. Me too. It's, it's just so it's so tangible. You know, it's a, uh, I heard a quote once that investments are opinion, but taxes are facts. Yeah, you know, that's we, for sure. we can put together a portfolio and we have a you know, idea and hopes of what we're, what we're, what's going to happen with the investments. But with the fact, with the taxes, we know we're going to do this much. It's going to cost this much. Taxes are going up there. So it's, that's a great point. I, although I do think there's some confusion, right? I mean, I think people confuse tax planning with tax preparation, and, and two very important things. I mean, we have to prep our taxes each year. That's really important. But it was interesting to me in that training to find out when folks study for their CPA, there's only a very small section on tax planning. Yeah, that was shocking to me. I, I guess I've I've always wondered over the years why we work with so many accountants that don't really look forward. They only look backward. Well, that's exactly what they're trained to do. They're doing exactly what their yeah. training has led them to. So it's a, I guess there needs to be a different certification for looking forward as opposed yeah. to looking backwards. That's a great point too, though. I mean, when you're hiring someone for tax prep, you're hiring them to look backwards. I mean, they're doing exactly what you've hired them to do. And what we're really talking about is forward looking tax planning, where are there some things we can do? I mean, let's face it. I mean, the debt's on the rise. I Mm -hmm. mean, but when you think about that and you think about our tax rates historically, so one of the things we look at when it comes to tax rates is what we call debt to GDP ratio. So in, in, in layman's terms, it's how much debt does the country have in relation to its income? And the last time we had more debt than income, you know, was kind of following World War II. Wars are expensive, but the top tax bracket was 94%. Wow. 
the lowest tax bracket was in the mid twenties, <laughs> right? And and that's what people say. Oh, that's where the big income earners. It's not a big deal. But no, the lowest tax bracket was in the mid twenties. And I mean, think about that: ninety four percent, right? And it took a lot of decades, a lot of administrations, and this is the missing part today: a lot of balanced budgets, mm-hmm. right, to bring that back down. And now, just in the last couple of years, we have more debt than income again. But what has not adjusted is the tax rates. In fact, with the 2017 Tax Cut and Jobs Act, you know, if you look at the chart, you could argue that tax rates are actually pretty low historically. So, you know, I think there's certainly a lot of room to go up. There's some recent economists that say there's going to be no other solution than to go up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about that median tax rate right now, you know, it's fairly low, upper teens, low 20s. And and due to these projections, that could easily go up to the upper 20s, low 30s. And so that's something I think folks need to think about. You know, we talk about it a lot, and it's probably a pet project of mine. And 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 so it's something I bring up so often. But, you know, it's it's confusing to understand that there's mandatory taxes that we can't avoid. We all have to pay. But then some people are either paying taxes or setting themselves up in the future to pay taxes they don't have to pay that can be solved for, but it takes active planning to do that. So when we talk about a retirement plan, if your plan, you, you're, when I say retirement plan, if you're thinking about what mutual funds and stocks and bonds you own and CDs or whatever else it might be, that's not what I'm talking. I mean, that's a part of the plan, but it's one of five parts of the plan. And, and tax planning, frankly, can sometimes make a bigger difference than the actual investments you're in. So it's really important to think about that. Yeah, that's where I've seen over time where it's a significantly larger uh, impact. And it's also an area that most people aren't doing. And a lot of the question we get quite often when we meet with a new family is, well, why isn't my investment guy talking about this? I'm like, because he's an investment guy. He's not a tax guy. He points you to your CPA who's been trained to only look backwards as we talked about. So it's really important to take a look at all of the different pieces because it's not uncommon for us to see people that have just a great investment plan. They've done a fantastic job. They're getting great returns, but they have no tax plan and they're going to pay a lot of those optional taxes in the future because they've never taken a look out the windshield as opposed to out the rearview mirror when looking at taxes. And I'm sure we'll hit on this a little bit today, but there's a couple of things coming up that we know we've got about two months and two years before tax rates are going up for everybody. So that gives uh, that gives us an opportunity yet in 2023, 24 and 25 to, to make some moves that are going to save us significant amount in the future. We can't get out of paying taxes. A lot of people want to know how to avoid them. But uh, if we pick when we're going to pay them, you know, strategically pick the dollar amount, the bracket we want to be in and, and layer some strategies, it can be significant. Some people are, you know, seeing six, seven figures in tax savings. And if you're interested, you know, we're talking about this um, this history of uh, uh, taxes, go out and search on the web, search on the history of federal uh, tax returns or federal tax brackets and look at that crazy graph. You know, people are amazed when they see it and they, we are in a low tax period, but it's been all over the place. It's been, uh, you try to find a pattern in that graph. Yeah. And we, we have some great graphs of folks are, you know, maybe you're tuning in saying, boy, I'd like to look at that tax rate compared to GDP. Really simple. The feds have a site. If you just search Fred, which is the federal uh, board's site, you can do that and build it yourself. That site's a little confusing, so if it gets overwhelming, email in, call in. I'll be happy to share that with you. I can email it over to you so you don't have to waste your time trying to figure out how to run that. But if, especially if you're a visual person, Randy, that chart is a little bit 
uh, scary. Yeah. I mean, for me, it makes me nauseous because it paints a pretty clear picture. And then you, you do some additional research and you hear so many economists and, and some of these financial folks. Um, you know, one of the U.S. comptrollers uh, recently came out, you know, which is kind of the person at the federal government that runs all the money and David Walker. And he came out and said, there, there's nothing that can happen but taxes going up right now. Right. And, and you start to hear some of these people that are highly involved in their careers and and in the know here. And it, it's pretty easy to start to put this picture together and, and to understand that, you know, we have a spending problem as a government. Right. And, and we're just spending, spending, spending. And, you know, that doesn't get to happen forever. They're either really there's two options. Well, maybe three. One is probably not realistic. I was going to say they could just substantially cut the spending, no, which I don't happen. think is going to happen, right? But the other two options really are that either inflated away. So great, you you worked your entire life, you save up a million dollars in retirement, and it's equivalent of having three hundred grand. It's just not worth everything because everything is so much more expensive because of inflation. We felt that over the last you know year and a half here. Mm -hmm. um, or they raise taxes, or some combination of the two. So. It's fairly basic economics, but it's something that needs to be looked at and planned for. And there are ways to plan for this and to do this ahead of time. And it becomes so critical, especially if you think about most, of, probably most of our listeners, most Americans have the vast majority of their wealth in their pre-tax retirement account. What do I mean by that? 401k traditional IRA, 403B, 457. If you're a federal employee, you might have a TSP, a thrift savings plan, right? There's a lot of different types of plans, but basically plans that went in pre-tax or when you put money in, you got to deduct that on your taxes. Those are pre-tax accounts, so they're tax deferred. You didn't pay any taxes on them this whole time, but when you start to take money out, you pay taxes, right? And there's a kind of something that happens called RMDs or required minimum distributions, depending on your age, it's either going to be 73 or down the road, they're going to push that out to 75, but you have to start taking that money out. Now we have a lot of clients that say, Tony, Randy, I don't need the money and I don't want to pay the tax. Well, mm -hmm. too bad, unfortunately. I mean, they did just reduce the penalty fairly substantially, but there still is a penalty if you don't take it out. And you're forced to take this out. And if we wait to do the tax planning until your mid 70s and beyond, I'm not saying there isn't any planning we can do, but we start to get a lot more limited. So it's really important to do that early, early and often tax planning, early and often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we took we had a, a show a couple of weeks ago that we had a lot of comments on where we talked kind of in depth about a lot of those different strategies. So it's something that's worth taking a look at, but I, we often joke, you know, hey, we're talking about taxes. If you're in your car listening to the radio show, you know, don't nod off. It's not as interesting as the as you know ups and downs of the stock market, but it's significantly more powerful and will have a bigger impact on your plan if you do it correctly or incorrectly. Yeah, and I, you know, I think Randy, even I, until you know, maybe 15 years ago when I really dove deep into this topic, I, I think like most people thought, well, tax planning is really for the ultra wealthy. Right. The people that are donating millions and millions of dollars to charity. And there are charitable planning strategies. In fact, there's some great strategies. Even if you're putting 10 or 20 dollars in a basket at church each Sunday, mm -hmm. there's some great strategies for that. Right. Where you can potentially get a better tax you know, deduction benefit. That was one of the downsides. Right. When this last tax cut and jobs act passed in 2017, they doubled the standard deduction, which meant most Americans no longer itemize. 
right? So you lost the ability to deduct your charitable contributions. In some cases, there's ways to get that back. And some of them depend on your age and kind of how you're doing it. Some of them are very, very simple, but not being used. And some of them can be more complex if you're giving on a larger basis. But you don't need to be giving away tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars to have, you know, great tax planning. And that's just the charitable side, right? Mm -hmm. There's planning when it comes to selling a highly appreciated asset, a stock, a business, a building, right? So many people hold on to buildings because they don't want to pay the capital gains. And then there's some great ways to deal with those pre-tax 401ks and IRAs that can save. It's not uncommon for us to see a six-figure tax savings when we really implement a good tax plan. Imagine that. What could you do with an extra $100,000 in retirement? I know I have some ideas, Randy. (laughs) But it is a time of year, Randy, where we're kind of rolling into the holidays. It's going to come up on us quick. The end of the year is going to come quick. We were talking a little bit before the break about some tax strategies, and I can't stress enough. I know I just mentioned it, but some of the very commonly used strategies each year that ticks by, we lose the ability to do it. So what am I talking about? Well, we know January 2026 taxes are going up, but in 23, 24, and 25, so we have three years left, we can take advantage of these lower rates, which are very low historically. But once December 31st goes by this year, now we only have two more opportunities, and there's only a limited amount we can do each year that makes sense. So a great thing to think about is if your advisor isn't right now talking about this, that might be a sign that he or she does not do tax planning and you may be missing out on an opportunity. So it certainly doesn't need to be with us, but find somebody that can help you with this because we are getting to the time of year where this opportunity is going to slip away from you if you don't take advantage of it. And, and Randy, there's really so many different tax planning opportunities. Yeah, and there's a there's a couple. I've had some fun experiences recently where longtime listeners have finally come in to talk to us, and they they bragged about how, hey, we heard about qualified charitable distributions, and I've been doing that for years, and wow, did that make a difference. And it's always fun to meet uh, somebody who's a fan, and not only of us, but of the strategies and have implemented them, but they were, they were looking to take it to the next level and say, okay, what else can we do? But yeah, there's uh, th- those strategies. I mean, there's kind of a countdown. We've got uh, about uh, two months left, and then uh, 2023 is in the books. So we have we'd be losing one third of our our low tax opportunities if we if we wait on this until next year. So there is a little bit of urgency in terms of tax planning. There's never any pressure when you talk to us, but we want to make sure that our people are able to are able to take advantage of uh, taxes while they're low. And like we mentioned in the earlier segment, if you don't think they're low, look at that uh, that Fred document that shows the the history of taxes. You'll be you'll be shocked. But there are so many of these different strategies, and and they can be layered and can make a, a huge difference. And it's it's worth taking a look at. And some of them, I know there's one that I'm sure I didn't invent it, but I stumbled across it a number of years ago. I was working with a retired couple who had um, no income. They were able to draw money from. Uh, savings and they hadn't started social security yet. And when I looked at their tax return, they actually had about negative $25,000 in income because of the standard deduction. Well, they were able to do a $25,000 tax free Roth conversion. They weren't even paying low taxes. Wow. So I missed that too. You got to, you got to uh, give that to me again. Tax free. <laughs> I just love the sound of yeah. that. 
So there's a strategy for somebody who had not only no in- income, they had negative income, and they were able to move some money over into a Roth and then never pay taxes again. Now, you might say, well, they're not paying taxes now. But yeah, but when Social Security starts or maybe a pension later or required minimum distributions, you could be in a much higher tax bracket later on and, and you've lost out on that opportunity. Yeah, that's for sure. And, 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 you know, it's just something you don't want to miss out on. And some of these strategies are so simple. The QCD, right? I mm-hmm. mean, that's a qualified charitable distribution, as you mentioned. And that's just really, really easy. And if you're over 70 and a half and you're donating $5 to charity, you're better off using the QCD strategy. Definitely. So we're missing out on some tax benefit if you're not doing it. And that's just kind of tax planning 101 that's really important to think about. But, Randy, I think as we zoom into the fourth quarter here, I guess we're in the fourth quarter, but it's time to start thinking a little bit more strategic and it's time to take action to create some of these tax efficiencies. You want to think about inflation adjusted income strategies to stay ahead of the game later. But as we get into the end of the year, kind of what goes through your mind as you're working with your clients, Randy, as far as a year end checklist to really help clients make sure they're kind of tidying up 2023 and also being prepared for 2024. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, I guess it depends if we're talking to a client or a new family that's evaluating us, because I think a lot of our families are in pretty good shape. But a lot of people that are coming in and kind of, you know, kicking the tires and seeing what we think, there's a few things that we see some common deficiencies. And one of them is just getting a handle on spending. Not even, I'm not even talking about controlling it, but just being aware of what it is. You're Expense number is the most important part of your financial plan. So I know the nobody likes the B word budget, but if you know what you're spending, it really makes financial planning a lot easier because you know what you need to hit that number. And a lot of people that go through that exercise, they usually find it pretty valuable, if not fun. It's like, yeah, man, we're spending a lot more than we thought on things that aren't that important. You know, we can make some changes. So that's one of the first places I think people should take a look and say, hey, do you got to do you have a good idea of what you're spending money on before you're even looking at skimping on anything? Just what are you spending? And most people are off by, I'd say, 50 percent. They're underestimating what their spending is. So I think that's a that's a good place to start. Yeah, it is pretty shocking when you go through that exercise. I was actually just talking to my daughter this week about this and and she's uh, 20 She'll be embarrassed that I'm talking about her, but she's 20 and she's kind of figuring out budgeting. And it's something we've talked about a lot in theory, but she's working full time actually at the firm with us. And she's having to pay for all of her own expenses for the last six months and paying rent and all that good stuff. And she's just trying to figure that all out. And, and, you know, she said, well, what do I do Dad?" And I said, well, the simplest is not the funnest, but the simplest thing is to really document everything. And there's some good apps nowadays too, Randy, where whether you're coming up with your retirement budget or you're in a situation like my daughter who's budgeting and thinking about, you know, kind of what's coming in and going out for the first time, there's some great apps that'll help you track it. But I think almost always, because we go, you know, we go through this great process where we create a retirement ready roadmap for our clients. And that's really going to address the five areas, investments, income plan, healthcare, family, and taxes. And 
you know, we walk people through that, but a big part of what we do, Randy, in our projections, because we're going to start to say, okay, 80, 90, 100, how much money do we have left? But part of that is really based on your budget. So that's the one part we can't control. So oftentimes when we meet a new family, we're saying, hey, we need to get an idea of your budget. And they say, well, I don't know. I, you know, I put it on a credit card and I pay the credit card off each month for convenience. And um, it's like, okay, well, I need you to know. And let's just go, let's go right. through a couple month exercise as painful as it might be. And let's really try to document that because that's really going to help us create a, a solid plan we can count on. Yeah. Quite often we can use the software to show them like, okay, this is what you think your spending is. And based on that, you're going to have 10 million left over at age 100. This is what we think your spending is based on just from our experience. And we know with incomes coming in and just in general, and now you're going to be running out of money at 90. You know, that's a pretty big gulf there. And there's some, you know, if you think of an, if you're off by a thousand dollars a month, that's $12,000 a year, 120,000 over a decade, it can be big numbers. So it's worth putting the time in to get a good handle on that, what that number is. Cause that's what drives the entire financial planning process. And it's not, I know we've talked about this in the past and it's one of my biggest pet peeves is when these national media people say you need X amount of dollars to retire. Like that's meaningless. It's all about your expense number. The expense number is how much gas do you need to get to your destination? You wouldn't say, hey, any, everybody who's got 100 gallons of gas is good to go. It's like, well, if they're going across the street, they got more than they need. If they're going down to, to Texas, they're probably not going to make it. So it's going through that exercise again. Someone asked me once, how long does it take to put together a budget? And I said, about three glasses of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, usually not everybody's favorite exercise. Although, you know, some some clients come in and some families that are kicking the Drake and Associates tires to check us out and, and they know exactly what they're spending. So, you know, I think people fall on very different spectrums when it comes to that. But understanding that is really important. Because once we understand a budget, then we can start to design the income plan. And and a lot of people say, well, income plan, what do you mean by that, Tony? And I get my monthly withdrawal from my brokerage account and I'm good to go. I think people don't realize, Randy, that an income plan should be a lot more detailed than mm -hmm. that. You know, we should know exactly where your income's coming from, from what accounts and what order. Now, why does that matter? Well, simply changing the order of withdrawal sometimes can add five, 10 years to the longevity of your portfolio, meaning how long it lasts before I run out of money. And that's everybody's big question. Mm -hmm. You know, it comes in various forms, but it generally sounds like, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? Getting that withdrawal right is really important because then we can really maximize the, the tax benefit, right? Which is important because if you're keeping more of what's coming into your checking account, less is going to Uncle Sam, we don't have to supplement with as much, which means our money lasts longer. Really important reason why we want to maximize Social Security, right? A lot of people don't realize there's different strategies, different ways to take Social Security out. So maximizing Social Security should be a big part of the income plan. And then we want to be able to really start to look at how long is my money going to last? Good markets, bad markets, high inflation, low inflation. You don't want to be, you know, up at night watching the talking heads on the news and panicked about your retirement or your retirement income or thinking, can I take the kids and grandkids to Disney World next year? Do I have to cut that out? Do we have to not go down south in the winter? You want to know that those plans are secure, whether the market is or not. We're talking a little bit about kind of year end. We're zooming in. We're kind of in the fourth quarter here, zooming in on the year end. And there's some important things, I think, this time of year to think about. 
Um, one of those, I was actually on uh, CBS here this week, and I was talking about kind of holiday spending. So I, I think it's good to talk about whether you're in retirement or near in retirement. This can be a time, especially for those grandkids. It's mm-hmm. hard. They're so cute and adorable, and we love them. But it can be a time where you go overboard. And, and the trick to really avoiding that is that word that nobody wants to do. It's budget, right? And, and having a holiday budget, too. Listing each person, sticking to the amounts that you set, you know, so we don't, it's just so easy in these stores, put a lot of work into setting up the psychology against us where there's a lot of impulse purchases and things you grab and maybe one here, one there never feels like a lot, but then you get that credit card bill in January and you know, you're either surprised or even a worse scenario, you can't pay it. So Mm -hmm. now you're paying high interest rates and that's not a good equation at any time of life, especially in retirement. So remember that holiday budget and remember you really want to think about the extras to the holiday decorations. It's generally a time we're all spending more money. So we just want to be smart about that. But there's some other things we should think about for year end here too, Randy. Yeah, I think emergency fund is always important. And I've heard people say, well, I'm retired. I don't need an emergency fund. While I was working, I needed it in case I got laid off or something happened. But emergencies happen even in retirement. Your income should be much more predictable in retirement. You're not going to get laid off. Social security is not going to stop paying you. Hopefully your pension's not going to go away, but to have some money set aside for emergencies, there's a, I, I beat up on some of the national media sometimes, but there's one of them that says, if you have an emergency fund, you will not have emergencies. And I found that to be very much the case. If you have some money set aside and you put maybe a, a little bit aside every month, when something comes up, it's not an emergency. It's just something you deal with. Uh, so it's, I think that's an important uh, area to take a look at where if the emergency is like, Hey, the grandkids have to have these awesome toys for, for Christmas or, <laughs> you know, the hot water heater went or the roof caved in, you know, there's things come up. Yeah. Things definitely come up and, and, you know, it's a, it's just a, I think a great practice in general to do. And, and, you know, you, you I think when you've done what we do long enough and we get the opportunity to, boy, it has to be thousands of families I've met with yeah. over the last 20 years You know, you get this opportunity to meet so many different people. But when you see the ones that have a successful retirement, there's some commonalities. You know, everybody's retirement is different and goals and objectives are different. But there's some common denominators, some common threads that that go throughout. And and I think kind of understanding your expenses and budgeting is definitely one of those that's important. And, And I think also, Randy, good reminder It's Medicare open enrollment period. It started on October 15th. That's going to continue to December 7th. So if you're, you know, considering a different plan, this is the time of year where you can do that. There are some, you know, depending on qualifying events, there are some other times of year or opportunities for people to to do things there. But for most of us, this is the time of year we can consider new plans and new options. So that's a great thing to think about. If you don't know where to start or you're overwhelmed by all the sales material, you're getting an email or, or in the mail, you know, set up one of those complimentary phone calls with us. We can connect you with some great folks that can help you really understand your options and make sure you're in a good spot. And I think that's one of the great parts, Randy, maybe a lot of people don't realize about us that makes us different. I mean, this holistic advisor piece, I think it's something everybody likes to say nowadays, but we really do bring all the pieces together. We have great health insurance agents that can help you with insurance to get to Medicare and then sorting out Medicare supplements, advantage plans, all the different parts. 
We have accountants that can help us with tax returns and tax planning. The elder law attorney can help us with wills, trusts, powers of attorney, health care, and financial. So we can really pull these pieces together for folks if there's different areas that you're concerned about or thinking about. Yeah, it's kind of funny when we talk about uh, Medicare, you know, we meet a lot of do-it-yourself investors. We joke we don't see many do-it-yourself tax experts. I don't think I've ever seen a do-it-yourself Medicare expert. (laughs) It's just not an area that people are that interested in. But I've seen some strategies that save, you know, $20,000 by getting on the right plan. So finding somebody who does have that expertise in that area that you're probably not as interested in as you want to be or should be. Uh, and it's probably a better use of your time in retirement than becoming a Medicare expert. <laughs> have a have a review and take a look at it. And hopefully they're saying, you know what, you're in exactly the perfect plan. But you'll feel a lot better knowing that. And if not, you know, this is the time of year to make those adjustments. Yeah, definitely a good time to think about that. And I, I was thinking a little bit this week, Randy, so I did some research on this whole government shutdown. I, I think with some of the drama in Washington and the, you know, house issues and all that stuff, it's important to think about. And This article kind of highlighted, of course, we know markets tend to dislike government shutdowns because it brings uncertainty, right? And it casts on the economy and big companies. You you risk these credit rating agencies downgrading basically the America and, and our dollar and our credit worthiness. And that can all be disruptive to the markets. But analysts found that the lead up to the last seven government shutdowns lasting 10 days or more. The median decline in the S&P 500 was a little over 10%. Researchers estimate about $6 billion in real GDP, that's gross domestic product, could be cut from the fourth quarter if the government is closed for just one week. And here's some historical data, Randy. The largest decline of 19.8% came ahead of the government shutdown that lasted from December 21st of 2018 to January 23rd of 2019. So that was nearly a 20% decline. And during the actual shutdowns, the S&P 500's medium drop was 2%. So, you know, that's some of the stuff we have to watch out for and think about. The positives, when you look at the last 20 government shutdowns dating back to 1976, stocks have been up 50% of the time during the actual shutdown period. So there's some contrary data there. And other positives is what happens to the markets once the government reopens. Typically, they roar back after a shutdown. Research shows in the 12 months following a shutdown of 10 days or more, the S&P 500 has gained a median of 18.9%. So that's a pretty good return. And analysts say that government shutdowns tend to be high profile, but they tend to have a low impact on the market. So if it's been keeping you up, we don't want you to be worried. It's important to think about, plan for. These are the kind of things we do want to talk about and think about when prepping for your retirement. And your retirement plan, your retirement ready roadmap should be tested for good economies, bad economies, inflationary periods. That's all really, really important. If you haven't done that evaluation and maybe you have everything that's, hey, it looked great when the market's up, but oh man, it is painful when the market's down. You've got to have your accounts. To, to, I like to say, look at your money on a timeline, not in a bucket. We've got our short-term money. Hey, I'm going out to lunch today. That's not in the market. You know, My Roth money or the money that I'm passing on to my heirs, that might be very aggressively invested because it's years down the road. So just making sure that you've got, you've had that risk discussion, take a look at your portfolio. And if your risk was good five years ago, things change. A lot of people, I, I find the older you get, you start coming down to one question. Am I going to get my check? <laughs> you know, 
I don't care if it's invested aggressively, if it's invested conservatively, am I going to get my check? So going back and reviewing risk to make sure that what was appropriate a few years ago is still appropriate. Plus, you know, you're experiencing different things. A lot of people did not like what happened in March of 2020. A lot of people wish it would have lasted a lot longer. Yeah, it was right. a great opportunity to buy in. So there's no such thing as a bad market. It's just you're in it inappropriately if you haven't taken the time to take a look at the appropriate risk. Well, it, it, risk is the magic word, right? I mean, that's what we really, that's probably, I don't know if I'd call it the biggest, but it's one of the most common mistakes that I see is people enter retirement and they don't readjust their risk, right? Because we are clearly in a different stage of life where now not only are we not putting money into these accounts anymore, but if you're like most Americans, you're actually taking money out. And we know taking money out in down market periods can really punch in the face the longevity of the portfolio. So doing that right and having a plan is really, really important. I do have a quick good one for you, Randy. Okay. Where do hogs keep their money safe? <laughs> uh, where, I don't know. Where do they? In piggy banks. Oh, I you said it was a good one. <laughs> that? that was bad, huh? Yeah, where's the groaner? I didn't know. I got to find that. No, that's the wrong one. That's a Halloween, maybe. I don't know. Crickets? <laughs> I, think it's a I thought we had a groan. Yeah, we probably. Oh, we do. We do. There we go. <laughs> I just don't know the soundboard very well. But, uh, but no, it, it is important. And, and I think all of these things are really important things to think about. Income, insurance, tax strategies, health care, investments, legacy planning. There's so many different pieces to this puzzle of your retirement ready roadmap. And if you're working with different professionals in this area, it might be time to start talking to a true retirement planner. A lot of people I work with do a great job savings. They know they need to think about all of these tax problems, strategies to preserve their income and creating a legacy plan for their loved ones. And when you work with someone who focuses just on retirement, you can address all those different areas in one place. That is a complimentary process with us. Whether you'd like to set up a phone call, we can answer your questions. Or if you'd like to set up your retirement-ready roadmap, that's complimentary. And we can do that either virtually or in person. You can visit us at retirementreadyshow.com to see the calendar and schedule that. We'd love to help you before the end of the year. We can do an analysis to help you uncover the main risks that are posing a threat to your retirement. We can do a stress test on your plan, analyze your accounts and see how much they can handle in terms of losses. And then we can start taking on some solutions so we can go over some potential moves you can make to help you preserve your life savings from these downside risks. We'd love to help you with that. That would certainly be an honor. And we appreciate you listening to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial 
financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake and Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake and Associates LLC.